thank you for tuning in to State of the Arts, a podcast where art forms are embraced and artists are celebrated. I'm Lee, your hostess of Ceremonies, and this is episode 91. I am at this wonderful pop-up in Manhattan with Fred Bernard, the artist. And uh, he has created these, uh, would you say they're surreal? I guess you could call them surreal. They do have an element of of the surreal in them. Um, there's kind of a collage of different photos. It's like photographic moments. A lot of times references that I've used are photos, like family pictures and things like that, like you could see in self-portrait. But um, I don't know if, I would, if, if it would really define what, what I'm doing, really, because the surreal, like Dali's work, is a little bit more mysterious, a little bit less on the nose. I think that the allegorical imagery used in this painting, for example, um, the title of it is God's Rockaway, by the way, um, is when, when, you, when you start to really look at it, you can kind of get an element of the metaphor that I'm trying to deliver through the imagery. Yes, absolutely, you can. It's like being in a dream where so many elements of your subconscious is expressing itself. And that was the purpose of the painting. Um, I think that there's definitely other people that are experimenting with uh, painting in this way, where it's trying to deliver a message about who they are as a human being. So I think that that process in itself is different from just making any other kind of painting. Like, pop art is different, and then you could just reproduce and reproduce. But this is a deeper self-analysis, and sometimes that's hard for people. And understandable, and it is called uh, Parasol Projects? Yes, that's a location, Parasol Projects. Um, I was able to get this location for a good week, and they've been great, they've been really supportive, and this is a perfect gallery space. Um, it has all of the professional things that you could need or expect from a good gallery space, so it was a good selection. Have you done other pop-ups around the city? Well, about five, six years ago, I've done a lot of shows all over the city. Did one in Miami under the alias name Dia. I used to sign my paintings Dia for a lot of years. And um, yeah, I've been selling paintings since I was like 13. But then I became kind of infatuated with um, trying to get the recognition and trying to be relevant and also making more money off my art. The money that I've made in my career is humble compared to mainstream artists, but nonetheless, I was able to sell paintings. A lot of people can't manage that. And eventually going down that path, it kind of took away what was authentic from my work. You know, it, it's, it's a form of idolatry when you take things that are from your heart and you dedicate it to just trying to get paid. Yeah, it's, it's very sad when people sell their souls like that. But it's, it's also, um, it's like the system of how things work. So I'm not against that. If somebody wants to do that, they can do that. But for me, it, it wasn't something I wanted to do. So I've, um, 
I stopped painting for a while, for a few years. Oh, wow. And then when my wife gave birth to my first child, my son, and then my daughter came along, I started gradually painting more and more and more. Um, I think that kids are a big inspiration in life. Absolutely. And you say that your art has that element of an unfinished quality to them. Oh yeah, earlier we were speaking on that. Um, the aesthetic of how I paint, I've always been told by like painting teachers that I've had in the past and just all my life is very painterly. Sometimes it could seem lazy or unfinished, you know, but I feel like if you get the image across and you get what you're trying to say across, that's good enough, especially if it's in a stylish way. You know, I'm, um, I'm not too crazy about painting a canvas to death. That's great, and I like it too because it feels real. It doesn't feel, I mean, I think perfection is boring and there's a coldness about it. There's no warmth. It's great, but it is cold. Yeah, you're right. It does feel very, um, very pragmatic. You know, it's almost soulless in yes. a way sometimes. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, what other projects are you working on in the future that you can let us in on? Okay, so this was um, something many years in the making without me really planning on it or thinking about it. All these paintings span back now for like seven years. So um, in the future, now that I've made paintings that are for myself, for my family, I feel like I could paint anything. I could go off and make a thousand paintings now. So I've been speaking to some people that have actually come through to this um, location and I'm looking forward to working with them in the future and uh, potentially making some different kind of a series, maybe um, accepting some type of representation from a dealer or a gallery to make different kind of work. But most importantly is just always keep painting. Do you have any paintings that you're working on currently? So, yes, I'm, I'm working on a painting currently for, uh, for a loved one that's very ill, and I want to be able to finish that painting for them before they get back home. And um, it, it would mean a lot to that person, you know? So that's the type of work that I'm always doing. I do work for people that's very personal, it's very private, and that's something that I've always done, but when I stopped painting, that was something that also, alongside my children, kept me painting. Um, there would be people I would want a portrait done of someone that they love, you know? Oh, that's, that's so beautiful, and it has such a personal, you know, deep, soul-touching element to it. Yeah, I think that if you're going to dedicate time to make something with your hands, it should have a good purpose for it. You know, it kind of blesses the project to go well. Absolutely, yes. Um, have you had some experiences, like almost supernatural, tied to your paintings? But I think all artists have like these coincidences they can't explain. Well, the way all of this came together was kind of a coincidence I can't explain, but um, my most recent painting, God's Rockaway, was definitely that. It was definitely a, a supernatural experience. Um, my wife can be witness of what the last year and a half working on it was like, especially towards the end, the last four months of actually bringing it together was, um, unbelievable and 
phenomenal rhythm. Having some moments, some deep moments of introspection, you sit down and you look at a painting that you're making of what you feel is inside of you and you stare at it for two hours and you think about your life and what you're portraying there and you keep doing that um, over time. It could be a very nasty visceral reaction that you might have to that, to come into realizations about um, who you've been and who you are and who you could be. But at the same time, when that wave kind of crashes, things kind of settle and you find yourself a new person. You know, like looking, looking into yourself. And I've noticed that some of the worst people I've met in my life, they don't like staring at themselves for too long. Especially, I remember during the lockdown when people were forced to be alone with themselves. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people realize I hate my wife, I hate my husband, I can't stand my kids. You know, a lot of people. But I was very fortunate. Um, my my relationship with the closest people in my family became a lot stronger, and the reasons why I started making art again became much more valid. Because it's, it's kind of a, a self-indulgent thing to be an artist. Yeah. Unless you're doing it at, at the service of someone else, in my opinion. Who's probably also being self-indulgent. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to afford ourselves that to be self-indulgent, we should use it to study who we are. Because not, not a lot of us are really that different. You know, so if I could study something about myself, it might help someone else. Do you feel there's creativity in every person, deep down inside? I think in different ways, yes, absolutely. But people choose to take creativity and try to make it a subjective matter, but it's really not. It's kind of pretty factual whether you're creating something or not. Or I would like to use other words because um, I don't think anyone really makes something out of complete nothing. You know, I grab a canvas and some paint, and it's not a painting yet, but that's not making something from nothing, in my opinion. But still, creativity, I think, is um, objective, you know? It's just depending how you look at it, how you perceive it. Yeah, I, I agree, absolutely. Uh, how can someone look at your work? You must be on many platforms. No, I'm not, actually. I'm just on Instagram. I have a very small, private Instagram. And, um, and there's been a very small selection of people that throughout the years have always followed my work and looked for my work and come to whatever shows I've done. But I hope in the future to be able to share my work with more and more people, mostly this painting. You know, I like being able to paint in, in the most private situations as possible. It keeps the, the work a lot cleaner, in my opinion, and the purpose for doing it. But this work, my, my latest painting, is definitely something that I hope many people can see. Uh, what's the name of your handle on Instagram? Um, Bernard in the Paint is my Instagram. It's kind of like a little basketball pun. And um, Paint by Bernard at Gmail is my email. So that's the two best ways to contact me to get to me. Uh, great. Um, what's one of your most memorable projects? We pasted a whole paper painting 
that was like 60 feet long or something like that on the Brooklyn Promenade. Oh, wow. With some friends, we went late night and I made it like in two days. It was huge and then, um, and it was funny, it was, you know, it was funny. And, but that was pretty memorable because of the whole thing. And one time I had a show out in this place in Brooklyn. It was pretty big, it was 12,000 square feet, hallway space. And I had like more than 200 paintings there and it was just me, so that was pretty cool. I had it for like three months and that was a, that was a pretty memorable experience, yeah. That is so cool. That must have taken a long time to put together. <laughs> well, the, the thing is that um, painting is kind of like investing in a way. If you do it early and often, you'll end up having more than someone who doesn't. You know, so I, I've been painting for a long time. I feel that people that enjoy the, the practice of painting try to do it as much as possible because maybe out of a thousand you might get like five good ones, you know? That's, yeah, I know how that feels like as an artist myself. I'm a writer and a dancer and a podcaster. Um, my wife is a dancer too. She's pretty phenomenal. She's been real instrumental in me uh, continuing painting. The portrait that I made of her, that I told you that I made it about six years back, um, that was around the time that I got the hint that I was going to quit painting. And I told myself like, um, that that was coming. And I made that portrait of her. She's holding it. It's actually a, a big crayon. And uh, I made it as a, a little like little joke to myself to never forget to just always keep painting, you know, because um, she liked that the most about me since we met, so <laughs> it's kind of an incentive, you know, to always do it, keep her happy. I think that's great, and especially when you're in a relationship with another artist. My husband is a musician, so I know what it feels you're like. you're a musician, you're a dancer, that must be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> play music for you and all that is beautiful mm -hmm. but it it's um it definitely is a blessing um someone that came in here yesterday told me that I was very fortunate for that I was very lucky but I think that these relationships exist everywhere there's been people that over the years they've been they've been real kind to the fact that I, I always wanted to paint and the reason why we like take notice of things like that as artists is because most people don't care. I was saying earlier that, yes, there's a lot of galleries here and a lot of artists here, but there's also a lot of homeless people here and a lot of drug addicts and people that nobody really looks at or cares about. So you could have a billionaire walk down one of these streets and at the same time, there's a guy like sleeping in his own piss, you know, for... So it's, um, it's an interesting reality about New York City. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, I hope you sell all those paintings, or, or um, are you selling those paintings? And the best thing that I could have ever done was get to this point where I don't want to sell these paintings. These are my personal paintings. They belong to me, my family, my children. Um, of course, I'm always open for business. Anyone wants some type of a painting done. But the truth is that everyone here is trying to sell something. And if that's the only incentive for trying to share something with the public, it, it hurts the work a lot. 
and a lot of people that have passed by here and actually done a double take and walked in here or wanted to walk in here, they work at galleries. And they're just used to the same monotone of the same pop art stuff and propaganda stuff and political stuff over and over and the witty stuff. But it doesn't, doesn't have much soul to it. So me being able to be here and do this in itself is, is a beautiful thing. Like if I walked into any of these um, big museums nearby and invited any of those people, I'd be no different from any of these homeless people to them. You know, because the, the gap financially in New York City is wild. Like this is a great city if you're really rich or really poor. It's the best place to be in the world. So, and I think that's fine. That's not like, no one has to try to change that. It's just, it's a reality. So I would encourage anybody that's an artist to just kind of boss up and do things for themselves. Don't ask anyone. Don't ask a gallery to show your work. Figure out a way to get the money and, and rent a space and show your own work. Or just do it yourself, top to bottom. It's been great for people to come here and talk to me directly. You know, um, no one's gonna go down the street and talk to Banksy, that's for sure. You know, so, which is not, not to like speak bad on anybody, but it, the art world has such a system of like hierarchy and access is such a difficult thing. It is. But it's not difficult if, if you step up to standard and do what everyone else does. Somebody opens up a shop or a space to share what they have with the world, and great. And, um, it's kind of ironic, like, I'm not here selling something, but um, in a way, I'm still sharing what I have with the public, you know? Uh, th that's wonderful. I think you have an excellent uh, attitude. But, you know, every, you. everything, every artist should have that. Thank you. Yeah, I think that, that people that are creative should be um, more self-confident and what they do, and they should see it as a, as a real service, and they should treat it that way, so it could actually be of benefit to someone. It doesn't have to be of benefit to a million people or a hundred million people. Some of that is just, those people don't really know you. Back when I was doing shows, a lot of people would show up. A lot of beautiful people would show up, but they show up because it's a party, you know? They didn't really show up because they love the work or because they care about me particularly, so. Artists are encouraged to care about all the wrong stuff, and I think it's just so they can make work that matters less and less, you know? Do you name the pieces that you do? Some of them. Um, some of them kind of carry a name on their own, like, I named this one God's Rockaway because um, it's just a name that came to me, and I feel like at Rockaway Beach I've had a lot of, I guess you could call spiritual experiences, you know? Wow. As they're happening, it doesn't feel like it. It just feels like I'm there. But then I look back and I'm like, oh, I feel like I talked to God. And I feel like I met the devil over there. <laughs> I feel like, you know? <laughs> and uh, like this one for them was like, I just titled it my self-portrait. It's one of the, probably the only self-portrait of mine that you're going to get your hands on. And then, um, like this one, I don't really have a title for it, but looking at it now, God's the greatest in Hebrew coming out my son's heart. Oh, so wow. that's a good title. <laughs> Is that the Lion of Judah next one? Oh, now that you mentioned it, sure, it is. 
<laughs> I put a lot of big cats. My son really owns like those teddy bears and the tigger and stuff. But um, I've I've had consecutively a lot of dreams with big cats, different type of big cats, and they come up in this painting a lot. And um, and yeah, a lot of these things, like I said before. Um, it's a little bit about chemical language in there, and there's some allegory and stuff like that for people that are into that kind of stuff. So that's, that's amazing, and I just see a lot of symbolism in all your work. It's a good way to try to communicate with people. You don't have to be a scholar to, to be influenced by by symbolism and stuff. Like that. It's a language that's all over the world, and anybody could come and see this, and you know, and have and have that experience. Are you from Rockaway Beach? No, I don't know. I'm from Queens. I'm from Corona, Queens. Um, I was born in Dominican Republic. Okay. I came here a year old. and I would visit every year pretty much, but but I'm from Corona, Queens. And um, ironically, I've been down here a lot in my life, in the Bowery area. just never thought that I'd be showing these paintings over here ever. Uh, what are some of your future goals? I would love to um, rehabilitate a big piece of land. That'd be fun. Cool. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Like, make it very artistic. No, no, no. Like, um, I think that nature is way better at making things look good. So. I look forward to going to a place where it's like mostly dirt and bringing back grass and trees and you know things like that and making it like a big space, big area, a few acres. And that would be a, a project that I could feel um, a good sense of achievement with. I, I could see myself doing that when I'm a lot older though, but whenever that happens, that would be great. That's wonderful. You know, the environment needs more trees and plants. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's in, in my blood to, to be interested in things that have to do with the land and stuff. Um, I'd definitely be changing geographic location for, for that type of event to come to pass. But um, in a more closer to date, reference to what I would be doing next, um, I would continue painting. You know, I stopped painting for a while and I felt like this painting, God's Rockaway, was, it was like, that's your duty, finish that painting, share it with the people that you can, and then you're done. But in effect, um, a few people have asked me to do some painting, so I'm gonna be doing it anyway, so I'll probably come up with some other painting that I'm trying to say a bunch of stuff on. Is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners? Yeah, I would encourage each and every one to look for the most valid reason in their hearts as to why they want to do what they do, whatever practice or discipline or form of expression that is, and to do it the best way that they could see possible. Not to think of any of the obstacles or not to think of... Someone told me one time... I'm not a religious person, but someone told me one time, um, God puts ideas in your mind, visions in your mind that are just meant for you. You try to explain them to other people and your parents might knock it down, your friends might knock it down. 
but essentially if you put yourself out there and try to do these things you see how it pays off and it pays off in ways that you can't tabulate in numbers or you can't you know it, it makes a lot of life worth living when you do what you do for a very authentic reason absolutely if it's coming from inside you then you're going to be great at it and it's going to come out it's very genuine yeah like to try to be noble in your intentions and and um with that you could step in anywhere you know if if you try to do things to seek for glory you're gonna you're gonna feel disappointed all the time and you're gonna get discouraged as an artist but if you do it with noble intentions you could talk to the king to the queen to whoever and it's just you Mm-hmm. And it'll come off as real. It should. Mm-hmm. Uh, do your children paint? Yeah, my son, he likes to, he likes to paint and draw a lot because he sees me. And sometimes I, I worry that, um, that all I'm showing him is the negative stuff because the other day when I was setting this up, he goes, oof, I had a long day. I had a long day working on these paintings told his mother <laughs> no, but um he's he's naturally very good but i wouldn't encourage for him to be a painter per se if he wanted to paint sure of course but um i i want to encourage my children to think for themselves and make things you know so that's wonderful uh, so we're here at a parasol projects yeah, 2 Rivington Street. 2 Rivington Street in the Bowery. Um, I'm going to be here from 9 to 9 till Sunday night. And then after that, I'm gone. But um, whoever comes through and whoever I make contact with, I'll definitely keep, um, keep them in mind for whatever other projects I do in the future. Let them know. You know, um, any other shows that I do. This is a small fraction of the works that I have. So I've been encouraged to sh- share more of it. So if... Um, that comes together, I'm definitely going to be doing a, a show with a longer stay for sure. Uh, do you have anything lined up after this or uh, you're um, just going, taking it as it comes? Like Not concrete. Uh, after this week, I have some family matters that I want to take care of and that's going to require some time and I want to be able to focus on that, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this, kind of get this out the way. But... Um, but yeah, I'm probably not going to be back around for a little while. Okay, and people could still follow you on Instagram. On Instagram, absolutely. And if, if I'm still painting tomorrow and the day after that, they'll see it. So. Well, I want to thank you so much. I didn't expect an impromptu interview, but um, I had a feeling, though, it was going to happen today. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much, honestly, for stopping by and for experiencing the work and God. looking at the paintings. It means everything. Oh, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Uh, And I'm signing off. Uh, I'm here with Fred Bernard. And I want to wish everyone a beautiful day. Stay positive, stay safe, and stay true to your dreams. Take care, everyone.